The Right Hook Podcast. With the Mitsubishi Commercial Range, Pajero Executive, Pajero Commercial, Outlander Business and new L200. All with a leading five-year commercial warranty. MitsubishiMotors.ie Well, it's the best of The Right Hook. Uh, George Hook here uh, with you until nine with some of the best bits from the past week. Every Thursday, uh, something special happens after 6 p.m. because Bill Hughes pops in and he cheers me up no end, invariably, with his choice of essential songs. But before we got into any of the music this week, Thursday was World Book Day. So I asked Bill what was his favourite book. Uh, It's difficult. My favourite recent book would still be Brooklyn by Colm Tobin. My favourite all-time book would be The Great Gatsby, F. Scott Fitzgerald. But isn't that as dense as Ulysses by Joyce, well, isn't Scott, it? No, it's only a novella. It's not, it's not dense. Great Gatsby, it's 120 pages. Oh, really? You could read it in a sitting. All right, okay. It's a fantastic book and well, you just get sucked into the party. Well, maybe I should read it. Yeah, it's one of the most beautiful books. All right, Bill Hughes' Choice, The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. What a choice. I hope you bring the same level of imagination to your choice of essential songs of the year. The year, 1960. Oh, boy. Good year for you. Well, 1960, I'm out of school uh, about six months. I have a temporary job at a fiver a week down a Cork railway station, and I'm planning my future. I am devastated. I've been... Um, I've been blown away by yet another girl. My entire developmental career was based on being blown away by girls. <laughs> This one was called Mary Goggin. She worked in the savings bank. Yeah, you probably said something nasty about her haircut too and she just decided she wasn't putting up with it. Oh God, I thought she was gorgeous. Go on. Well, we go back three years from 1960 to 1957 when two guys started writing together and they started writing at their home in Midland, Texas and the two guys were Joe Melsom and Roy Orbison. Wow. And then you fast forward to 1960 and you have the song that launched Roy Orbison's career really and put down a marker for everyone. And the song is Only the Lonely. Oh, yeah. He was a fantastic performer. A very difficult personal life. Had some real... So Melsom and Orbison wrote this. Melsom and Orbison and they got together and... It has been written about as a seminal event in the evolution of rock and roll, this particular song, uh, released as a 45 RPM record. Remember 45s? I do. You got four songs on them, two on either side. There you go. And it was released on Monument Records. Um, First out, it went to number two in the United States. It was held off the number one position by a little lady uh, called Brenda Lee with a song called I'm Sorry. Um, But it did reach number one in the UK and it stayed there uh, for weeks. Um, Now, the lineup on the the recording, Buddy Harmon on drums, Floyd Kramer on piano, Bob Moore on bass and Hank Garland and Harold Bradley on guitar. Now, Harold Bradley would be well known to a lot of people because he was the one who then went on 
to work with Patsy Cline. Oh, do you know the other one that I recognised? Floyd Kramer, yeah. who had a hit of his own. He did. I can't remember the name of that, <laughs> but no, but Floyd Kramer had a hit of his own. Well, this was regarded as the first operatic rock ballad because it really did allow Roy Orbison's voice to soar. And it was it it was an amazing song because people were um, looking for the next hero. There'd been that awful plane crash where Eddie Cochran and Buddy no, Holly... not Eddie Cochran. Sorry, Buddy Holly had died, but Eddie Cochran had also died. Yeah, three steps to heaven, That's Eddie right, Cochran. that's right. And wow. Little Richard had found religion. Yeah. Chuck Berry was in jail. Elvis Presley was in the army. Uh, and... Everybody was going, what are we going to do? And then Jerry Lee Lewis had been disgraced because he married his 13-year-old cousin. So there was this huge swathe gap in the music industry and Roy Orbison released Only the Lonely. Now, this had a massive effect and this, this will be the reason why we have a second song today. But this first song is Only the Lonely. All by right. Roy Orbison. And Brenda Lee, who was at number one at this point, well, I'm sorry, was known as Little Miss Dynamite. God, 1960, I can remember it so well. I, I think I was thrown over by two women, actually, in 1960, <laughs> now that I come thinking. Well, I, I one the... of them was a nurse, I remember. Her name was Frida Wiseman. The number of women who threw me over is quite extraordinary. Um, anyway, we're going to play, and as I was in my cups uh, and depressed... I would listen to Roy Orbison because he was singing for me, Only the Lonely. Dum, 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 No more so 
Now, isn't that a great song for a fellow who's just been thrown over and he's sitting at home? Uh, it was fabulous. Though. The interesting thing, there's a couple of interesting things about it, like... There aren't a lot of lyrics to this. It doesn't run for like 27 verses, you know. No. But the other thing, and you're a music producer, mm -hmm. you know, the production values were fabulous. Just beautiful, they? beautiful. But yeah. also it has such an upbeat message. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow a new romance, yeah. you know, will we'll, we'll come and sort you out. Because this was such a hit that it got Orbison onto Patsy Dline's tour. And so he toured nonstop for three months uh, promoting that song. But he also got to play on American Bandstand. And American Dick Bandstand, Clark? Dick Clark's American Bandstand. And Dick Clark, that show was seen everywhere. And where it was particularly seen was with the American soldiers who were overseas. All right. And one American soldier overseas was young Elvis Presley. He was in Germany on duty at the time. And he went out and bought a box of the record to make sure that all his pals in the army had a copy of this song because this completely blew his mind. And his manager came to see him. His manager's unfortunate name at the time, Mr. Beanstock. He came, he's a music manager, not his manager manager. Yeah, yeah. yeah not, not the colonel. But he came to visit him in Germany and... Presley said, I want to do something like that. And he was on the lookout. And because, as I said, that was a sort of an operatic rock song, he was looking and listening to opera and he heard O Sole Mio. And so he said to his publisher, any chance you could do something with that? And there was a version by a guy called Tony Martin um, that had come out, it was written by Aaron Schroeder and Wally Gold. Elvis got the rights and turned O Sole Mio into It's Now or Never. Go away. It's Now or Never. And so that became the biggest single of Elvis's career. 25 million copies this sold, It's Now or Never by Elvis. And Barry White, the great black entertainer, said that he heard this song in 1960 when he was in jail for stealing tires. And the song had such an impact on him that he decided, when I get out of jail, I'm going into the music industry. And Barry White then went on to have a fabulous career. But it was this very recording, wow. It's Now or Never, that okay. changed his life. See, in 1960, I moved to Dublin, Saturday night, Monkstown Rugby Club, Paul Russell and the Viscounts. And, and I heard Paul Russell do It's Now or Never before I heard Elvis do it. Would and you that, believe that? It was Paul Russell who brought the Beatles a couple of years later to Ireland. Uh, it can't be the same Paul Russell. I think so, yeah, oh. as the promoter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Paul Russell. Uh, so we're going to listen now to O Sole Mio, but it's now, it's now or never. Yeah. It's Elvis Presley. It's the essential songs of 1960 with Bill Hughes. And we put them up on Spotify for your edification. You just go to Essential Songs on the Right Hook on, on Spotify, subscribe, and lo and behold, you've got everything that Hughes has ever done is in, in his entire career, including this one. It's now or never Come hold me tight Kiss me, my darling 
and it's now or never. Interestingly, Bill Hughes, uh, there were a lot of uh, doubts about his doctor, the kind of pills he gave Elvis, and there was a lot of um, uh, court cases and stuff. Mm. The doctor died this week. I saw that in the paper, yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's the essential songs of 1960 with Bill Hughes and your final choice from 1960. You actually can't miss. The stuff in 1960 was brilliant. I know, this is only volume one from 1960. Yeah, go on. What have you got for me, please? Okay, I know you loved them as a group, but this was when they were at their top. This is when they had the best lead singer ever. And it's the Drifters. And it's when their lead singer was Benny King. And the song is Save the Last Dance for Me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you are with the broken heart again. So you were going out, going around, any chance of a dance? And he said, no, ask me, sister, I'm sweating. That would be the last <laughs> There's the thing. Do you usually dance here? No, I usually dance over there. <laughs> All the one-liners. You know, what sort of records do you like? Little black ones with holes in them. You know? What but kind like, of women did you meet at no. the dance? <laughs> well, well George, you weren't dancing you're well aware. The, you weren't <laughs> dancing in 1960. In 1960, no, I was dancing. I was five. I was dancing around the kitchen. That's right, it. okay, okay. So, Save the Last Dance for me. Brilliant. Uh, absolutely. And written by two of the great songwriters, Doc Pumas and Mort Schumann, two of the stars of the Brill Building. <laughs> the Brill Building that I talk about so often. But um, the song, you know, it was designated as the B-side. Dick Clark heard it and said, under no circumstances, that's an A-side. And apart from anything else, look who produced it. It's so wonderful. And it was Jerry Lieber and Mick Stoller, who then were the people behind Stand By Me. So 
it had such an incredible genesis and such talent all working towards it. All right. Well, uh, if anybody meets me uh, they can, at a dance, they can always say, save the last dance for me. I never actually used that pickup line. Now, it's a bit late to be using it now, but the essential songs of 1960, you can find them on Spotify. You can just subscribe for nothing to the essential songs on the right hook. Uh, and it's uh, Bill Hughes, but really it's Benny King, the Drifters, and save the last dance for me. You can dance, every dance with the guy who gives you the eye, let him hold you tight. You can smile, every smile for the man who held your hand neath the pale light. But don't forget who's taking you home and in whose arms you're gonna be. So darling, say the last dance for me. Oh, I know, oh, I know that the music's yes, fine like sparkling oh, wine. Go and have your yes, fun. Oh, I know. Laugh and sing. Yes, I know. But while we're apart, oh, don't give your yes, heart to anyone. Oh, but yes, don't forget who's taking you home and in whose arms you're gonna be. So, darling, say the last dance for me. Baby, don't you know I love you so? Can't you feel it when we touch? I will never, never let you go. I love you oh so much. You can dance, you can dance. Go and carry you can on dance. till the night is you can gone dance. and it's time to you go. Can you can dance. If he asks, you can dance. If you're all you alone, can, can he take you, you home? Dance. You must tell him no. Cause don't forget who's taking you home And in whose arms you're gonna be So darling, say the last dance for me Cause don't forget who's taking you home gonna be so darling say the last dance for me mm, say the last dance for me Well, Benny King and the Drifter saved last dance for me. Little did Benny King know when he said you can dance with the guy who holds you tight. Within 10 years, nobody was holding anybody tight on the dance floor. It was gone forever. What a tragedy, Bill, holding girls tight. Uh, yeah, it was, you know, at a level. Did you ever see the ballroom of romance and your man going around with the ruler telling did them the to court, the step apart? Fret. Did the catering <laughs> Did <fret? you>? <laughs> <laughs> so, do, do, You're talking about crummy pickup lines. What was the one? Your feet must be tired. And you said, why? Because you've been running through my mind all night. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks as always to Bill Hughes. Don't forget to tune in this Thursday just after six for the latest essential songs. That's all for this morning. Colette Fitzpatrick is up next. Shane Coleman is here from 10 with the Sunday show. I'll be back tomorrow at 4.30. But for now, it's goodbye.